Now listen up. The local news station was interviewing an 80-year-old lady because she had just gotten married for the fourth time. And the interviewer asked her questions about her life, about what it felt like to be marrying again at 80, and then about her new husband's occupation. She says he's a funeral director. Interesting, the newsman thought. He then asked her if she wouldn't mind telling him a little about her first three husbands and what they did for a living. She paused for a few moments, <clears throat> needing time to reflect on all those years. And after a short time, a smile came to her face and she answered proudly, explaining that she had first married a banker when she was in her 20s, then a circus ringmaster in her 40s, and then a preacher in her 60s. And now in her 80s, a funeral director. And the interviewer looked at her, quite astonished, and asked why she had married four men with such diverse careers. And then she smiled and explained, I married one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. <laughs> Come on, that's good. That's really funny. Thank God for that third husband that got her ready. Né? Blessed to bless. Wow, this is our second service of the day. And what a phenomenal day, what a phenomenal first meeting we had. And I want you really to invite your friends and family. You've got to invite your world every week. There's still too many people just staying home and they are missing out on the Word of God. Say this with me, I am blessed to bless. So God's will for us is to be a blessing. That's the whole purpose of being blessed. I want you to understand this very well. It does not help you say you are blessed, but you are never a blessing. Please go and get the first part where I explained and I've laid the foundation of this word that God wants to make you a blessing when it comes to money, your time, your talents, Come on, your gifts, your, the fact that you are taking care of people, the fact that you are loving people. Blessed to bless. You get many people, they say they are blessed financially, but they never support the church. Wow. What's the point of being blessed? The Bible says you came into this world naked, you didn't come with wings. Some of you think that way. No, you came naked into this world and you will leave this world naked. So now we have to be a blessing while we are on earth. Can you say amen? Now, Psalm 112, please put it on the board for us. Thank you, guys. This is a tremendous blessing to me. Psalm 112 in the Passion. 
This will change your life this morning. I'm reading it for us. Shout in celebration of praise to the Lord. Please, I want you to read with me now. You've got to see this psalm. Some of you never but never saw this. How the Lord feels about generosity. Check this out. Shout in celebration of praise to the Lord. Everyone who loves the Lord and delights in Him will cherish His words and be blessed beyond expectation. Their descendants will be prosperous and influential. Wow. Every generation of the righteous will experience His favor. Great blessing and wealth fills the house of the wise, for their integrity endures forever. Even if darkness overtakes them, sunrise brilliance will come bursting through because they are gracious to others. Oh, some of you missed it. Because they are gracious to others. What you sow, you will also reap. If you sow grace, you will also reap grace. Very, very important. So tender and true. Life is good for the one who is generous and charitable, conducting affairs with honesty and truth. Their circumstances will never shake them, and others will never forget their example. They will not live in fear or dread or what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. Steady and strong, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their every foe until they all go down in defeat. Check this out. Never stingy and always generous to those in need. They lived lives of influence and honor that will never be forgotten, for they were full of good deeds. But the wicked take one look at a life lived like this, and they grit their teeth in anger, not understanding their bliss. The wicked slink away speechless in the darkness that falls where hope dies and all their dreams fade away to nothing. Nothing at all. It's God's will that you'll become generous, that I will become more and more generous. Why? So that we can be a blessing to people. I, I really feel that the Lord says the following. For those of you taking notes, this series is really about uh, to help God's household, to help God's people. You see, when you pay the Lord's tithe, please listen now, you help God's business. You help God's house. Can you say amen? When you look after God's house, He will look after your house. We need to get people to a place where they become obedient. We see in this psalm that the blessing, wealth, wisdom, health, don't read it again and again. 
God's protection is in the house of the generous. Beautiful. You are the house of the righteous, but did you read it? In the house of the generous. So we believe that our God is generous. Can you say amen? We want to be like Him. People say it easily, like I'm a Christian. But the word Christian means Christ-like. It's my desire that all of our people will really become more generous. Why? To help God's family. We are all going through tough times. We are living in tough times. But I believe that the Lord says, even in tough times, come on, even in difficult times, I will bless my people abundantly. But we need people who are generous. We need obedient people, not people who are living only for themselves. In this psalm, and I want you to go and read it again, you will see the blessing of the Lord in the house of the generous. And the Bible says that they don't even have to fear. Why? Because God's hand is upon them. There's peace. Hallelujah. God will make a way where there's even no way. Can you say amen? Come on, God will provide for His people. But the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. If we want to be like Him, we should become cheerful givers as well. Why? So that His church can be blessed. Why? So that souls can get saved. Proverbs 11.24 says, The world of the generous, listen to this, gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Check this out. Those who help others are helped. I've shown you in part one that we, we can give our time, we can give our talents, we can give uh, our gifts all for the work of the Lord. There's some of you, you are in business. The Lord wants you to bless the church, to bless the community. I'm not talking about tithing here. Tithing is for all of us. Thereafter, the Lord would speak to you and say, you, you, you have something specific. You can bless the church with this. God will, 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 will guide you by the Holy Spirit and says, I want you to become a blessing in the lives of my people. And at the end of the day, it's all about his kingdom. It's all about souls. But we are living in a time where people have become so stingy, they only live for themselves. Come on, let's be honest now. Most neighbors don't even talk to one another. Because they only live for themselves. And the Lord wants to release generosity. Now, today I want to show you that generosity is like a key. 
Write this down. It will open doors. Let me speak into your life. Let me help you. Generosity will open doors for you. Generosity will create new opportunities. There's some of you, you've got to get out of your comfort zone, make an appointment with somebody, and start blessing somebody. It's not always the amount. Sometimes it's just a chocolate. But I want, I want everybody to understand the revelation. It's not just to say, I'm a generous person. Generosity is to be like Jesus. For God so loved the world that He gave Jesus. Come on, God is a giving God. He loves to give. This last Wednesday, we had more than 50 people at our soup kitchen. We give every week to the poor. We give every month to missions. But it costs money to run a big church like this. Don't talk against money. It's very unwise. You know why? You make yourself unattractive for money if you speak like that. Let me explain to you. When blessings come, it misses you because your hand is closed. But for the generous person, go and study that again. Wealth and blessing is in his house. Say this with me, I'm attractive, I'm attractive. to money. Some of you get only people, they think they're attractive to the, to the camera. But what's the purpose behind it? Just to get likes, just to get views. TikTok. I am for everything that can advance the work of God. Can you say amen? I'm for everything. Don't talk against these platforms. We use this for the glory of Jesus. Now I'm giving you a key. Generosity is a key that will open doors for you. That neighbor that is so stuck up. Maybe you must just take him or her a cake or a chocolate or a Coke. Or what about just a bunch of flowers? And they say, what? Did you think about me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I just want you to know Jesus loves you. What? And sometimes they won't. Admit it. Look, the anointing is so on me now. Listen to this now word. But you will, you, will, you will see how the Lord will do a new thing because you are obedient, because you are generous, He will open the way. And that person, even later, maybe on the bed, would think to herself or himself, wow, they thought about us. They thought about me. Wow, God, you are good. You are real. And that's how we can win people for Jesus. Can you say amen? That's how we can win people, come on, for the church, to come to church. Generosity will open doors. It will create new opportunities. It's a key. There's some of you, you have certain knowledge. God has blessed you. Why would you keep it for yourself? 
I know that the Lord wants to bless your business as well. And then you bring the Lord's tithe. I understand that very well. But there's more to it. It's really about winning souls. And, and this is so wonderful. I, I can hear how God speaks through me. He wants to release the spirit of generosity among His people. I said in the Afrikaans meeting, I said some of you must, must pay 30%. Some of you must pay 40%. Some of these business people. They are so blessed. You get companies, they pay 90%. And they are multi, multi-billionaire companies. We don't live for ourselves. We have only one life to live. Can you say amen? Then we'll be standing before God. And he will ask you, what did you do with that ability, that gift? You see, God has given me certain gifts. I'm using it for his glory. Come on, for his kingdom. I'm really giving my best. I'm here to equip you. Some of you have talent. Some of you should, should, should join the music uh, ministry. Why would you keep talents for yourself? Then you miss it. Some of you must come and say, I want to be a volunteer at church. Use me to do anything for the name and sake of Jesus Christ. So please, after this service, some of the leaders will be waiting here. Heta and Teresa and Leanne and Nitschke, they'll be waiting for you here. You come and you say, please use me. I want to do something. Otherwise you miss it. We are part of his kingdom. You are equipped here for what? For your ministry. That's what I've been doing for a very long time in our church here, 21 years. Preaching 31 years. It's a great delight. It's a wonderful honor. But we need more people who are involved. People who would say, man, I want to become generous as well because now I understand the purpose behind it. It's really to win people. It's, it's really to win souls. It's an amazing revelation that he spoke to me. Some of you say, but I can't preach. You're not called to preach, but you can testify. But everybody can buy a chocolate or a Coke or a bread. Come on, or soup. And we feed the poor, we do it week by week. But there's more. What about those people working with you? What about those neighbors? We gotta get them into church. And some of them will never get uh, to church because they have all kinds of excuses. Some of them are filled with pride. But when you give somebody something, you soften their hearts. Every time when somebody bless me, this is how it works with me because I'm a very grateful person. I will tell the Lord thank you a hundred times if you know me. So now somebody brought me a chocolate or it's just an example. They thought about their pastor. Now in a moment's time I'm thinking about them. If you only could grasp this revelation. In a moment's time, as his voice, as an anointed one, I would speak blessing over that person. And in the spirit, there's such a great connection. 
The apostle says, every time when I think about you, I'm praying for you. Generosity will open doors to the heart of that boss, to the heart of that mother-in-law. Listen to me. Generosity will create new opportunities in our community. Because all of us need love. It's not so much the chocolate that we need. We don't need the chocolate. But the chocolate is nice. We need love. Can you say amen? People need Jesus. Come on. People need hope. And that's what we do here. We bring hope. Proverbs 11.24. Did I read this already? Let me read this again. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Yeah, this is profound. Those who help others are helped. Okay, Proverbs 11.25, please. In the NIV says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. And now I feel the Lord says, I'm giving you a, 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 a tool in these days. It's difficult days. You get some people, they don't even want to talk to you. You get people, they are against the church because the devil lied to them. And the devil is using people as well. So people lied to them, maybe about church. Now they, they say stuff like, no, we don't need the church. We serve the Lord at home. No, that's rubbish. The church is always, was always God's idea. Come on, we are the church. Lift your hand and say, I am the church. Okay, so what you sow, you reap. Proverbs 25, verse 21 in the Passion says, Is your enemy hungry? Buy him what? Lunch. Win him over with your what? Kindness. This is a tool. If you really have a passion for the lost, that, that becomes priority in your life. In other words, Lord, my family, my neighbors, my friends, they must come to know you. That's the most important thing. While I'm still alive, God wants to use me to, to win what? Souls. That must become priority. That's the most important thing. It's not just to build a big business or an empire and say, I am blessed. What's the purpose of being blessed? It's to become a blessing. And the greatest blessing is when one wins souls for Jesus. That's the greatest blessing. And you can start off by being kind. In the mall, in the streets, where you walk, in KFC, wherever you go, chicken, licken, eh? Wherever you go, be kind. Let people see Jesus in you. 
Now when the Lord speaks to you to give a 10 rand or to buy food, you do what He tells you. You don't do something because anybody manipulates you. We don't work with manipulation. We don't control people. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Is your enemy hungry? Huh? So in the first meeting I was asking, you know, what do you do when your enemy curses you? Do you curse back? No, but that's what the world says. When you look at the Facebook post, that's how people react. He did that to me first, blah, blah, blah. You get all kinds of posts, actually so unwise. You know, just leave people and just walk out of their lives. And then I, then I think to myself, sometimes Christians posting these rubbish. Is that what Jesus are doing to you? Imagine Jesus would tell you, listen, you've made so many mistakes in your life, now I don't forgive you anymore. I'm now done with you. You naughty thing, you. Imagine that. I'm walking now out of your life. You disappointed me now 5,000 times. But the Bible says love doesn't keep record of the wrongdoing. God forgives us on a daily basis. Can you say amen? Now who are we to say these kinds of things to people? Pastor, do you have enemies? Yeah, I suppose. You know why? Because I'm doing something right for Jesus. Did Jesus, ha did Jesus have enemies? Plenty. Why? He did something right. Because when you're a voice like me speaking the truth, the devil doesn't like you. And he works through people. And it's people who are lying. And it's people who are gossiping. And it's people who are criticizing. Enemies, not because I did anything wrong, but because I'm doing something right. If you are doing something right, even when you become more generous, when you sow even more, I want you to know that the devil will even hate you more. He hates you. But the Bible says we should love our enemies. Don't hate them back. No, he doesn't like me, so I don't give. That's your attitude. You'll never reap any, any blessings. That's why many Christians stay poor. I bury them, and they stay poor. What should we do? Is your enemy hungry? Buy him lunch. Or a chocolate, I explained, or a bread. Just become generous. This is too good. Just, just look at me for a moment. Most people don't even buy lunch to those they really love. Most people are only living for themselves. You get people, they will walk out of church, they will spend 200 rand right now at the spa, and it's nothing, it's just a few buns and, and maybe a bit cold meat and a salad or two, and wow, and a cold drink, 200 rand. You, things are becoming expensive. But in the church, that 200 rand becomes <laughs> stinginess. The Bible says the world of the stingy will become smaller and smaller. They become poor. 
Can I make a statement? Nobody but nobody. Say nobody. Nobody has become poor by giving. Is your enemy hungry? Give him lunch, buy him lunch. Win him. Yes, the purpose. Please get it. Win him over with your kindness. Your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. This is it. What is the purpose, dear businessman? What is the purpose of saying, I have a big business or two or three? But what is the purpose? God has called you to be a kingdom financier. God has called you to be a giver. Come on. God wants you to be generous. But many people, I'm poor and I don't have anything. And that's how they stay until they die. Generosity opens doors. Generosity creates new opportunities. Write this down. Give your time. Give your talents. Give yourself. It's not only money. But today I want to show you the power of generosity. That's a great theme as well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. The power of generosity. The power of giving. There's many people, their hearts are hard this morning. When you become generous, when you bless them, all of a sudden the Lord changes the heart. Because they, they feel loved. They feel, wow, somebody thought about me. Somebody was really thinking about me. You see, we do that with WhatsApp. I use my phone for the glory of God every day of my life. On WhatsApp, I do broadcast, bringing hope. On Facebook, we advertise, I'm bringing hope. We're doing lives four to five times a week. Every week, I do five live meetings. Wednesday nights, and then I do another one. Why? Bringing hope and healing. Helping people. Giving my time. Caring for people. You use Instagram. You use whatever to, to win the loss. To win souls. To tell people there's hope. Because we are living in a hopeless time. But Jesus is our hope. I want you to put the Lord first. I want you to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want you to invite those people for tonight. I want you to, even if it's a chocolate, it's not always about the amount. Sometimes the Lord will lay upon your heart to sow something. Maybe just a bread, eight rand. You say eight rand? Yes, you get bread for eight rand, nine rand. Nice, big white bread. And go and take it to your neighbor, not a week later when it's fresh. Otherwise, that, that heart becomes even harder. <laughs> now you bring me an old bread. You need wisdom. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, I need wisdom. Oh, thank you for your voice. Thank you for your word. How are we going to change lives? By loving people, by being an example, but also by generosity. Come on, do you enjoy the word this morning? This is powerful stuff. 
Stop living only for yourself. Yes, there are needy people. Yes, we are giving our best when it comes to the needy. But there's more. It's really about winning the loss. You've got to get the revelation. Your family, your neighbors, reaching out to them with what? With love. How? Generosity. Every good teaching always ends with the how. How do I do it? How? I'm giving you two. Generosity. And generosity comes through many ways. But money always works. Because many times people, they, they think they're so spiritual and, you know, I have nothing, but I just, I love you. And yeah, I love, but you need more than that to survive, don't you? Hello. Cost a lot of money to run a church like this. And we've been faithful and we are trusting God on a daily basis, being good stewards. And now I want to bless you with the spirit of generosity. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, change my heart. Come on, be honest before him. May the spirit of generosity fill your house. For those of you who are watching online, may the Lord, come on, just allow him to do a new thing in your heart. Everybody, lift your hands. Everybody, receive the spirit of generosity now. I bless you. In Jesus' name, I release the spirit of generosity. I release the spirit of giving. May you become a generous person. May you become a joyful, cheerful giver. May the Lord bless you financially. May Psalm 112 become a reality in your life. Come on, take it now. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. May you prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give him praise. Come on, clap for Jesus. Give him glory. Give him honor.